This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be everybody, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, this is the Pod Sessions. This is our eighth edition of this format where I bring in three uh, individuals and we shoot the shit about different things, uh, find out what they're obsessed about, talk a little bit about marketing and branding, talk a little bit about their worlds, and so I'm very excited to have three individuals here. They're all very attractive, uh, so if you're, listening, <laughs> if you're listening on the podcast and not watching the YouTube, you've made a huge mistake, uh, and I'm gonna let them all uh, introduce themselves, so why don't we start with the lovely lady to my left. Thank you. Uh, my name is Charlie Arnold, known in the WWE world as Charlie Caruso. Yes. I'm an announcer for WWE. I do the interviews on Monday Night Raw, and I'm a studio host for the WWE Network. Awesome. We'll get into how that happened. Thanks for being here. Yeah, Charlie. absolutely. Glad Thank you're you here. for having me. Of course. I'm uh, Eric Jones. I drive the number 20 car in the Cup Series for Joe Gibbs. And how long have you been in the uh, Cup Series? Uh, this is my second year. Okay. And how old are you? 22. I know, every, you know, I just, uh, I did a uh, Ask Gary V show with Kyle Bush and we were talking a little bit about how everybody's younger in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited to get into that. And where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Michigan. Michigan. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for being here. And the, yeah. the, the Michigan race is coming up, right? Yeah. Uh, next week. Not this uh-huh. weekend. Next weekend. Yeah. Do you feel extra pressure when you're there? Uh, not extra pressure, but I'd like to win there. That's, that's Do you like your homies from like grade school come through? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah they cool. all roll we'll get into that in a minute. I'm Ty Dillon. I drive the 13 Geico Chevy in the Monster Energy Cup Series. I'm 26, and we are both rookies together, so it's our second season. Fantastic. Uh, Cup Series. Thanks for being here. Yeah, and you're, you're, you know, I know from afar, just like looking at my social, like you're, you've been like very good at adapting to the new world. Is that a big passion of yours? Yeah, and it started from you. Um, honestly, I had my first daughter this off season. And so sitting around with her when she's a little baby, I was sitting on my phone. My <laughs> barber actually told me, he's like, hey, you gotta check out Gary Vee. You got that kind of attitude just like him. You gotta check out his content. That spurred me into, I bought, I think the first thing I did, I don't know why, but first thing I did was <laughs> bought two tickets to South by Southwest, knowing that I wanted to get a videographer to start capturing content of what I liked. Then I met Joseph, put out an Instagram video saying, hey, and this is kind of from your playbook too, saying, hey, anybody young wants to go out and video my life and see what I do and capture content for me for a full year and do, I think I said 36 events with me. We're gonna go and have some fun. Did that, started a a vlog series and it's just kind of gone from there and um, just, uh, it's been huge for me and and my career and and what I'm doing. It matters. Um, Okay, what I wanna do now is go back around. Charlie, we'll start with you. This is my favorite part. This is probably why I did the show because I think this is just a, this is what I did in real life at dinners with friends and then business. And it's my favorite part of the show. I want to know what you're currently obsessed with. Now, this can be like something that's going on in NASCAR or Truck Series or the WWE, but I also think it's super interesting if it's like refinding, you know, a trick cereal or like a new shampoo or like you found your buddy from third grade and you're on a text chain. Like right now, like random ass shit, what are you obsessed with, Charlie? I'm obsessed with saying yes right now. I started a new kick a few weeks ago where I say yes to pretty much anything and it's kind of been, a, it's been a great time. You know, I, I kind of got into a routine where I was feel like my life got very routine and you know I would come home from work I would watch some Netflix I would you know (laughs) eat my meal prepped dinners and I just 
it got kind of boring and I was like, what's going on here? Like, why am I living such a complacent lifestyle when yes. I'm in one of the greatest cities in the world and I have so many opportunities at my fingertips and a friend had mentioned to me that she started saying yes to more. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try that. And I have been so busy this summer now with just so many different types of things. I've met so many people and it's all because I've started saying yes to things. I love that. that I'm such a big, I have a lot of content on yes when it comes to business, but when it comes to life, that makes so much yeah. sense. Good for you. What's the most ridiculous thing you've done in your yes journey? Oh, um, let's see. I just uh, traveled to Ibiza a few weeks ago. It was a trip that I've wanted to take for so long, but it's one that of those like, terrible. Oh, yeah. it was a blast, but it's. Oh, I know it was a blast. You know, and uh, you know, I said yes to a lot of things while I was there as well, yeah, sure. which also led to me having a blast. Yes. Um, but it was, you know, I was there for two and a half days and I was like, That's about cares? a day and a half too much. Let's to do it. And, and it was so much fun. And I met a ton of cool people who live in New York, who I've already like connected with since I've been back it. and I love it. it's been great. Good for you. What are you obsessed with, my man? Um, right now, uh, motorcycles. I don't know why, yeah. I, um, and have you, you know, given that you grew you know, for a lot of us that maybe did not grow up in racing or car mm -hmm. culture, it seems that's a, that's an easy jump, but is this a new thing for you? Like you were it never is. into them? Yeah, yeah, it's new. Um, like is everybody around you like, oh fuck, that's real dangerous yeah. shit? Yeah, everybody says it's a very yeah, bad idea. Look, there's something very so bad. weird, like motorcycles, genuinely make, like the math, I like things that are logical. Like I'm very fascinated that more people will die from texting and driving mm -hmm. in tomorrow than from terrorism in the next five years in America, yet the delta of how we talk about it, right? Yeah. But motorcycles are the son of a bitch. Like people yeah. really get <laughs> fucked up on motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the other one I love is hippos and sharks. Mm -hmm. Like hippos kill so many fucking people. <laughs> and Way yet more than we sharks. love hippos <laughs> because of hungry, hungry hippos and they're so cute. <laughs> and sharks were scared shitless and they kill like eight people a year. <laughs> so why did you get into it? Um, I, I want one. I mean, number one. But like what? You like saw some dude on Instagram on a motorcycle? Like it's time you know, or did you watch a movie or did your buddy tell you? No, I. Uh, so I wanted a motorcycle instead of a car when I was 16. Okay. And I I'd saved up my own money to buy a car, but uh, that got shut down very quickly. Your own motorcycle, home. you mean? Yes. When you were yeah. 16, you saved up the money to buy your own motorcycle. That's what I wanted. And your mom's like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so I never got the motorcycle. Yeah, so, so now um, you're like, I'm 22 now. I might as well do it? Yeah. Okay. For but I, it might have to wait. Why? Well. Because your team doesn't want you to. Like, I, I don't like, think they'd appreciate it. No, I get it, right? <laughs> they, like, I mean, you know, it's funny. Uh, my brother, AJ, and I have started Vayner Sports. We're only repping football players, but a mm. lot of guys, a lot of teams want motorcycle clauses. Literally, motorcycle clauses. Well, Ben Roethlisberger, remember? No, I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. What football team do you like? Lions. Yeah. Dude, I'm so fucking proud of you. <laughs> I swear to God, I was sitting like a cobra Good. in the grass right now. I'm like, if this fucking dude from Michigan doesn't say Lions because he wasn't supporting the local team because they've sucked shit his whole life, yeah. I'm not gonna like him as much. Yeah. Now I like you twice as much than 13 <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah, I, uh, Good for you. I, now, like I don't know if you know this, teams. but Monday night opener this year, Jets-Lions. Really? I didn't know yes, that. Yes, I did because I love the Jets more than I love everything. Okay. Well, you're sticking with the team too. A hundred. I mean, first of all, it's a ridiculously terrible Monday night game. Jets Lions. <laughs> yeah. I still have not figured. I have not figured out what the that's NFL how, was that's thinking. How we're it can only it go up from there, though, right? Yeah. September seventeenth. You're done with the season. Is that here? Or it, it will there? be in Detroit. Oh you're, yeah, I'll be home. Do you want to go to the game with me? Yeah, I'll go to the game. We're done. I love Lions. All right. I go to a lot of that's games. It's gonna be a funny picture on social. Everyone's like, "Holy shit, that happened." That's awesome. Uh, me, I've got a couple things. I've obviously got my daughter, so 
watching her grow has been awesome. Crazy, for me. right? That's amazing. The first one, first year is just nuts. Yeah, it's just it's blowing. You're my scared mind. shitless, right? Definitely yeah. every day. Yeah. I remember when my daughter was born. I'd come home like late from work, and like 19 times, I'm like. Like out of nowhere, I'm like, she's not breathing. I just have to go. I know yeah. she's not breathing. She's gonna die. If they're not crying, you're more worried. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, big, that's big the life first change. one. The second one is uh, football. Yeah but, don't, yeah, but don't like play to the crowd. Tell me something weird. Weird. Okay, so it's gonna sound general and first, but okay. it's gonna get real specific. So football and American football. American football. Okay. Best football. I'm a diehard Carolina Panthers fan. Okay. Grew up, born and raised in North yep. Carolina. Yep. Um, but to the point where I will watch break down every film of every game throughout Love the season that. and uh, watch film, make notes, it. and because that's what you do for your own sport, right? Yeah, like you've watched sort of, right? yeah, 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 prepared and everything. But I have dreams one day after the sport of of being a general manager of a football team or owning a team. Not, I don't think I want to own. I think I want to uh, run personnel. I so I go in and make notes of every practice practice things that I would see different, do different. We have a kid we represent named Kyle Allen, who's on yep. right now trying to make the team as mm-hmm. the third quarterback, um, who I think is a really, like a diamond in the rough. He was like one of the top, he was he, like people, when he was 17, people thought he was gonna go number one overall in mm-hmm. this draft. And he went, he went undrafted. Mm-hmm. Carolina signed him UDFA. Uh, but it was really unbelievable to like do the homework on the circumstances of what happened to him at Texas A&M in Houston. It's got the narrative to really work out. I'm hoping he sticks in Carolina. He came in after Manziel, right? Yeah, and he. But then another kid to follow. Mm. There's so much. I didn't. Yeah. You know, I I grew up in the Northeast where college football is nothing. Yeah. For me, it was it was the NFL, the NBA, WWF in my day. Um, but I had no idea how much the boosters really drove shit in college football. Texas A&M was super political, so yeah, super yeah. fascinating I, stuff. I just saw Kyle, because I went and watched a training camp live on Monday, so I went so down to Spartanburg. you're a hardcore I'm hardcore. Same thing with baseball. I love analytics of baseball. I so study. What do you, what do you, who, are you, who are you a fan of in baseball? Atlanta Braves is the closest right. one. Yep. And there's been like talk of Charlotte getting a team uh, that's right near our house. If that, if that happened, I would just... You'd lose your shit. It'd, it'd be <laughs> insane. I don't know what I would do with my career that I've got going now in NASCAR, but man, it'd be big. My wife wouldn't like it, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's go into origin stories. Let's paint a picture for everybody. Let's do a two, three minute, four minute. Who are you? Where are you born? How'd you get into what you're into? What are you into? Blah, blah, blah. All right. Uh, I was born in Indianapolis, okay. Indiana. So uh, I was, um, you know, I've been around racing, you know, a good portion of my life. Going to the Indy, I know it's not NASCAR, but I've sure. been going to the Indy 500 my whole life. Yep. Um, and, uh, I went on to work in television. I went to American University. Um, mm-hmm. Always knew I wanted to work in television. Never like knew exactly which path I wanted to take, but I always said I wanted to be the next Oprah. That was always like my big thing uh, growing up. So, um, and someone actually just commented on my photo today, like Charlie or Oprah, and I was like, best compliment I've ever gotten in my life. And of course, now it's on an Instagram photo. But um, do you want to hear a really fun fun yeah. fact? You should go look at Oprah's first Instagram photo ever. Really. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, <laughs> done. Right, keep going. Um, so I graduated uh, with a broadcast journalism degree from American. Went to Huntington. Were you out of control in college, or like were you like super focused? I was. 
I was pretty focused. I, you know, I was I was in a sorority and we had like our, our parties here. You know, the yeah. Kai Omegas do not drink, do not drink, whatever. Really? We drank. Okay. Anyways, um, no. So yeah, I had a good time, but I was always super. I'm super Type A to a fault. Got sometimes. it. So, right. Three point nine five GPA. So you're like that boy's with. cute, but I'm gonna be the next Oprah. Fuck you, Johnny. Yeah, and yeah. I tr- I tried to skip class once in college. I freaked out. I ran to class. No attendance <laughs> was even taken. That's how uh, I was. So um, understood. Went to Huntington, West Virginia, for my first job. One man band reporter carried all my shit with me. You know, went and interviewed people about overdosing on bath salts. It was. A very interesting terrain in West Virginia. Yes. Uh, went on to Kansas City, Missouri. Still reporting news there. Went back to Indianapolis, my hometown. That's when I got into sports, sports anchor, sports reporter. And then from there, WWE saw my work, asked me to audition. On a, on a local like network? Yeah, I was, I was working for the Fox station there. Doing sports reporting. Yeah. Yep. And like, uh, the, like the Colts are playing the Browns this weekend. Exactly. Yep. Okay. And WWE, I was actually, the way it happened, I was backstage at SmackDown. It was in Indianapolis. And I ran into the uh, head of talent relations. His name is Mark Carano. And at this point, my contract with Indianapolis had just expired. I didn't want to renew it. And so I said, hey, I recognize you from the show Total Divas, which is that reality show. And I said, I'm a sportscaster. Would you mind taking a look at my work? And he said, sure. You know, didn't really follow up with me. So I reached out again a few months later. And uh, he's like, you're good. I like you. I'm going to pass this along. So then he passed it along to Michael Cole, who I know you know who he is. And uh, from there, they had me come audition. And the rest is history. Here I wow. am. Good for you. So, Did you grow up watching wrestling at all? I was a fan at the beginning of middle school. So like sixth, seventh grade, height you, of the attitude era. Got it, right. So the Stone Cold, everybody, like everybody cared about wrestling. Everybody loved it. And so who were your favorites then? Like I, Mankind or like? I mean, no, The Rock is, I'm still obsessed with The Rock. Like I secretly. Because he's secretly Oprah. Oh, he's you know, great. You know, oh, you know about the, the Rock, Rock is, is actually Oprah right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just he's, wanted to make sure He's fantastic. Knew. So still love him. Yeah, he's amazing. Origin story, brother. Lions Man, fan I, from uh, the get. Yeah, Lions <laughs> fan from the start. Um, I've got kind of an odd story for racing, at least okay. where I'm at. Um, I started when I was seven, so I started very young in go-karts, and um, I started moving up through the ranks Why? after that. Why did, that did I start racing? So, was your family into it, or you no, stumbled into it? No, I uh, I more so stumbled into it. Um, my family never raced, but yep. I was always a fan of cars, and okay. um, my mom actually got me into it, got me started in it. So, Why, she just wanted you out of the house? or I think so. Yeah. And I wasn't very good at any other sports. And I didn't have any hobbies. So, <laughs> She's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Right. She's like, go do this instead. Okay. So, uh, so we and get click, going. Did it click right away? Um, Like, was I good right away yeah. or did I like it? How about I mean, both? immediately I liked it right away. I loved yeah. it. Um, And I guess I was I was decent off the bat. I mean, we won some races. But yeah. um, from there, I started moving up into uh, some lower stuff outside of NASCAR, late models, they call them, uh, around that area. And uh, I was racing there until I was about... Uh, 16 and I got an opportunity actually from Kyle um, I was racing against him and he came down and raced one of those races you know there's no rules in racing you can go back run whatever series you want and we were racing each other why do guys do that to like work on something it's almost like a triple A thing or, they, um, or they're giving the love to the community yeah. or like what's it's a mix of many things it's just a totally that that series that type of racing we were running is a very different car than, right. than, than NASCAR that's right um, and some guys just, just miss different. it and like it yeah I think it's kind of a respect back to the sport because it's still not easy to go back and beat those guys mm-hmm. who 
run that car every single weekend at that same track. And tr- that makes sense. And yeah. um, it's and it's a fun thing too because it gets back to your so like your initial Ki- roots. So like when Kyle comes and visits and he's already in the big series, like is that fun? You're like, oh shit, yeah. Oh yeah. I want to kill him. Yeah. 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 It's no, it's a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. like you want to you want to win. It's like right? when it's like when Kershaw gets hurt and there's a Triple A start. Mm-hmm. In New Mexico, and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. I love that. I love yeah, that yeah. part of AAA baseball or AA baseball, like mm-hmm. when it's a small town or what have you, and like a big, big league star, star has yeah. to come through just for a rehab start. Pretty cool. Yep. But, so um, yeah. Anyways, so I was, what you raced in a race with him, and he just saw the talent. Uh, I ended up. We raced at the end, and I ended up beating him um, in that race, and he gave me an opportunity, and that was 2012, so 2013, to drive his truck. He has mm-hmm. a truck team there, and um, I started racing for him, and we won a race in 2013. Um, and he gave me more opportunities, and um, we kept winning, and and just uh, moved into a role over at Joe Gibbs Racing after that. So it was, uh, I mean, there's a lot to it. I could talk about. I'm sure, that but that, but that's hour, the but origin story. That's is the beating quick, him in a race yeah. in that series opened up doors. Mm-hmm. You kept performing. Yep. You're on the big show. Yeah. And how is the big show? It's tough. Is it I mean, it's hard. Crazy? It's it's fun. I love it, but uh, it's it's tough. It's tough. Because the transition to the car is so different. The car and the in the competition. The competition level is very, very high in cup. I mean, they're just everybody's really good. From first to fortieth, everybody's pretty good. Yeah. You know, the thing about cup is, at one point, I would Have say. Have you won a race there yet? One, yeah, yeah, you, just this year. Did you fucking freak your shit? I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was losing it. Was that yeah. crazy? Oh yeah, I was not. Was that the goal this year? Like, I got to get a win on the board. Yeah, for me. I mean, I, I wanted to last year. We had an opportunity to win last year a couple times, and we didn't really Pull execute it on it. Yeah. Um, Kyle actually. You. Spoiled one of them, yeah, for me. But yeah, he uh, seems like a real dick. Yeah, he just <laughs> like you know, I love yeah. it. I, I love how competitive he is. Actually, he, he came up and drove by me with about fifty laps to go, and just kind of pieced out. and yeah, I ran second. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that was a big goal, though. Yeah, get a win. You want to be a winner, you know? With of a couple course. Good for you. What other thing? What other interests do you have outside of motorcycles and car? Like outside oh, of the, that um, niche. Is there, what else outside of racing? Yeah, um, cooking or TV shows or. I wish I was into cooking. I wish I was good at it. No, I uh, I love to golf and uh, yeah, golf, scuba dive. I'm a scuba diver. I haven't been as much, but I like to scuba dive. Nice. I'm um, a big big outdoors fan. Got Just it. like being outside, nice. um, doing whatever. Love it. Oh, man. For me, so I grew up in a, a racing family. My grandfather's Richard Childress, who wow. owned uh, Dale Earnhardt's. Super Number three card. Yep. Yeah, so he's won seven championships with Dale Earnhardt, um, and then championships through so the Xfinity really, series. I mean, you didn't. You grew up in like let's just for I yeah. know a lot of people who are listening who don't know the sport. You kind of grew up in royalty, not even in like an. Yeah, family. I mean, a, a racing. That, I mean, in, that, in a sense, that must be stupid pressure. So, somewhat, but honestly, my grandfather, and my parents, my dad raced also. They never pushed it on us. Love I it. wanted to play middle linebacker in football. That's right. what I wanted to do. And then you realized, oh, fuck. I'm too small. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, year so was that? what was that, fourth grade, seventh grade? Junior Pee Wee. Yeah. Um, I was going to Pee Wee football, and the hits were getting harder. You were like, uh. Yeah, it's like, I was like 13. You're like, yeah. why is this guy running over me? Yeah. I was like 13 and um, was fortunate enough to have a grandfather just that I could call and say, hey, I want to try racing. And I had seen kids our age running around a track at Charlotte Motor Speedway. It's inside of the track. It's a quarter mile. And um, from that day, got in the car for the first time. It was like whatever's in his blood, my dad's blood. It clicked. And really, we, I remember leaving the track that day, and I knew I loved what I just did. And my grandfather and my dad, my mom, all had a conversation with my brother and I. We both started at the same time. He was 15, and I was 13. I made the call. He he might say it, but I made the call to to get us our first test. <laughs> we left the track, and they said, "If this is what you guys want to do, you're gonna commit to it. If you really feel like." 
you want to do this, we'll commit and we'll try to make it happen. And you guys can race as much as you want, but you're going to commit to doing it and do it right. Right. You're you can't gonna, be half pregnant. Can't, yeah, exactly. And, uh, at that time at, at 13, I was like, for sure I'm in, I'm going to do it. Right. I'm going to be great. And I committed, we committed and I ran 70 to 80 races a year, um, leaving school on Thursdays and Fridays and doing all my homework Sunday night, get home Sunday night. Even when I was 16 in high school, I would go off. My dad would be at the racetrack helping our cup teams. I would be racing a dirt car out in the Midwest and uh, drive home, do homework. Then then once I got in high school, I did more one-on-one classes. Uh, really just committed my life to, to racing and was successful all the way up through. Um, you know, And you get the haters that say, because it's of your course, family. Of course. But I was able to be successful. And you don't get to the cup series just off of being You're helped the whole way. You don't last. Um, but now I made it to the Cup Series. I won in the Truck Series. Um, my first year, won two races. Beat Kyle in my first for my first win, which was huge because I look up to his talent. I mean, he's he's our best driver in the sport right now. I feel like talent wise, and beat him. Who's for my this first true win. X guy that I just found out about? Who's from yeah, Jersey? Martin. Yeah, I and mean, he's got like a wrestling name. That's the yeah. reason I was thinking they're like true X. You know, it's like he's tearing it up the last year. Yeah, what's going on with these three guys? Have, it sounds like have won like almost every fucking yeah. race this yeah. year. Yeah. They're dominating almost, for sure. Almost, Is everybody yeah. else pissed? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, um, and then one, one early in, in the Xfinity Series, one at Indianapolis was my, my uh, first win there. Ooh. And to get a win at the Brickyard was huge. Yeah. Just so much history. And uh, now my second year in the Cup Series, I'm not racing for my grandfather's team. I had raced for his team my whole career. And, um, Why chose did that happen? Just because I would ran Xfinity three years and he had drivers on contracts for his jobs and sponsor obligations. And I felt like I was ready. That's, um, that's cool. To make the next level, and uh, the team that is says actually a lot about everybody. Yeah. in that story. Yeah, and it's it's been really uh, awesome for me. The team is still a technical alliance, so we share information with my grandfather's team, um, but we are our own separate entity still. All the cars come out of a, a different shop that's actually an hour away. Um, so been racing for them for two years, and um, we had their successful, most successful season last year in my rookie season, statistic wise across the board, and we're really trying to build a program. And um, it's it's up and down, like he said, going from truck series I won and was in my rookie year was battling for a championship, all the way down to last race and got got wrecked by a good friend now, but Kyle Larson <laughs> making his first or second start ever in the truck series, he wrecked oh, me shit. and I uh, lost the championship. And so you hated his face for a while. Yeah. yeah now now like we're two years. Or? Yeah, about two years, yeah. and then <laughs> I got to know him a little bit better. Um, same thing. Xfinity series was battling for championships, and now in the Cup series, it's like taking three steps, and, yeah. and it's so much tougher and. But we're battling, and I, I feel like what's, there's what's good things What's been your best coming. results so far? Uh, six this year, the race he won, finished six. Yep. Um, actually filled in for Tony Stewart two, th- three years ago uh, when he had a back injury uh-huh. and finished sixth in his car, but he started the race. He got out, I got in the car, and really? finished sixth. I so, didn't know that happened. So then yeah. that doesn't count. Unofficially, I didn't get the, the finish for that. He so. does? He yeah. gets the he gets sixth he got place. This, really, the person that starts. Yeah, that's interesting. I crossed the line, finished. I sixth, heard you yeah. loud and clear. I understood. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish the statistics. Yeah, I get it. But, uh, no, it, but um, it's been an awesome career, and then I've just been trying to make the most out of this moment in my life, and with the uh, vlogging and the with social. everything. Yeah, and and it found me here today, which is this is I've, as you can tell, I, I'm so excited. This I is really cool I'm for me. Um, let, actually, let's make that transition. Uh, I know that Tyler got a hold of you and your team, and so I'm, I'm glad you're here. So, for you, Charlie, what, what, how do you think about social, Instagram? What do you use? What do you like? How, how much of an impact does it have? What's good about it? What's bad about it? 
I mean, there's it's such a wide spectrum from what's great about it to what's terrible about it, in my opinion. I mean, it's one of those things that's not going anywhere. It's getting bigger and bigger yep. as the days go by. So I'm just trying to embrace it as much as I can. Um, I mean, as far as building up take pro- me back to type AU, we don't drink, mm-hmm. we don't drink. Like were you uh, were you a, were you a Facebook girl back then? Were you what what yours were you know, like yeah. you know, what did you use back then? Anything, oh, yeah. nothing? Well, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, let's see. Did you grow up on MySpace as a kid? MySpace, I had the top A, you know. Like, was... were you strategic about your top oh, A? absolutely. And, like, I you mean, would, you, would you would get taken, you, you did something wrong, you're out of there. So when you would drop somebody, like Carol, <laughs> from science class, from your top eight, and you came to school that day, because yeah. I was an old man by the time yeah. MySpace came. It made a difference. Yeah, for you youngsters. <laughs> like, eye contact. Was it, like, was it like a real thing? Oh, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It was it was very much like I think somebody needs, I think friend. somebody needs to bring back the top 8 dynamic in so like I think a new so I'm I've actually been having this weird feeling. This just not a dream, not a daydream, but this overall feeling that we're on the I feel like there's these two girls somewhere in like the suburbs of Denver working on an app. I can feel it like you know like the force. I feel like it's Star Wars. I feel like I'm so in tune with the social media zeitgeist that I think we're on the verge of something coming out. And now I'm gonna try to use my powers to make those kids decide to make it more about top eight dynamics. Oh, we, we can't offend do anybody that, anymore. Do, do we want that now? Oh, like everyone's so you, sensitive now. Is this where now. you're going with this? Uh, do you, I'm just do saying, you feel like, no, no, I listen, think I think that's why, I think I know, that's we're not gonna go overly there, political, but oh, like yeah. you, you're, you, you believe even in this short 10, 12, 15 year window, that the top eight dynamic would not play in the current state of like oh, people I, offended so. about everything, about everything, about everything. Yeah. It's interesting. I think you know. I think actually, I you know, I think I think the country's very split now on the defending. To me, I'm unbelievably socially liberal and like think everybody should love everybody. But I will say, like eighth place trophies mm-hmm. is the bane of my existence. Yeah. Like the the thing that I loved about like the thing that I've loved so far talking about like all this energy of like competitiveness and things of that nature is. I don't understand how people want to put their kids in situations where they aren't winning and losing. You you fundamentally don't set them up for success. They're like finished. Yeah, my and dad I, never let me win. Anything. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I could be. My, I'm like destroying my six-year-old son and everything and like the whole family's like bent out of shape but like he's gonna be a loser otherwise. <laughs> I genuinely believe that. Yeah, I mean, there was that, remember there was that big um, debacle over the participation awards. Remember it was, when was that a couple I, I, years no, ago? Good news, I have that as a macro thesis for like the last 20 yeah. years. Like. I also think school does that a lot. Mm. I actually think back to being type A, like student life, there's been this enormous push on being an entrepreneur, Mm. which I'm very in, and winning in, I failed in school for a reason. Winning in school is an incredible skill. You figure out the system and you play it. Mm. The problem is, much like the shift from truck to the cup, right? being an entrepreneur is literally like, like swimming versus cooking to being good at school. They're like completely yeah. different. Yeah. And I think that fake environments, is what I call them, are very, very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. as a matter of fact, you're probably successful because your family overcorrected to not put you in a fake environment yeah. because of the lineage and the last name. Like, that's the only way you could be this happy yeah. and successful. Yeah, I it, yeah, I almost overcorrected and I was working on my car at certain levels. There was, I had smaller teams than other people and you I had probably to. had more backing and you capability. Had to. You had to because this up. dude coming up who like came out of left field from a different place with not that background, you, you can't help it as a human. You're gonna deploy that cynicism and like yeah. and like and then the you know, like 
if you're the outsider and not with it, that's the chip. And if you're in it, you've got the reverse is it's the chip. It's definitely the reverse. 100%. Sure. Yeah. So what you, you want to shove it in everybody's face uh-huh. when it comes back. Like, <laughs> like the I told you so is the most fucking delicious flavor yeah. ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Do you feel that now? Like you've like clearly you're on a pretty big stage now. Yeah. You've been talking shit your whole life with your friends that like I'm gonna be on TV. Yeah. Like clearly some of them like smiled in your face but didn't think so. Do you love coming back to Indy and being like fuck you motherfucker? Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I I personally don't because I That's always just not your style. I, well, I mean I always knew that I was gonna be successful. Right. I mean I I and you didn't give a fuck what Karen said. No, I didn't care about Karen. Fuck right. Karen. You hate Karen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I always knew I was going to be successful, whether, you know, whatever path Why? I took. I just, I don't accept failure. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, when I say I'm type A, it's, it's a beautiful thing because it, it makes it so that I will never accept failure as even a remote possibility. How do you make, what's, what's the fine line between determination and delusion? I, I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think if you... I don't, I don't. I don't think you can be delusional. I mean, if you're willing to put the work well, in, well, I don't know if you've you ever actually... watched American Idol, but here's okay, what it used okay. to look like. Hi, Simon. Right. I'm like the next Beyonce. Wow, very exciting. Please sing. Bah! Like, like that's delusion. <laughs> okay, right, right. So like these guys came up <laughs> with guys driving mm. their homies at 16. They're fucking stealing a beer from the 7-Eleven after a race, and Rick looks at them and be like, "Motherfucker, I'm gonna be there one day." And they're through their heads. They're like, "I know this has no. Sh- you have no shot." That's delusion. True, true. I stand and by the way, And by the way, I'll be honest with you. It was funny to hear you pause a little bit. I was literally laughing really fast in my head. I'm like, I'm glad nobody's ever asked me that question because I don't know either. Like it's, it's super hard to figure, like it's, yeah. it seems like an incredible fine line. It's like intuition. I feel like it's like more intuition where whether you know you can keep, keep going, you know, and you know that you don't want to give up because you know you've got it, right? It's like being honest with yourself, right? Well, I mean, yeah, if you're, yeah. for me, like, I'd be delusional for me to say, oh, I'm gonna go on American Idol and even have a chance at winning because I am an awful singer. I am the, the worst. But I'm I, really but bad I, But I'm, I'm talking singer. about... You're what? I'm a great singer. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, well. No, no, on a very serious note, because you've kind of got the joke <laughs> face right now. Do you, think, do you think you can sing a little bit? No. Okay, good. No, I, mean, like, yeah, I saw the joke face. Okay. Like karaoke. Yeah. No, like, what no, do you, I love what karaoke. Do you what's your, what's your go-to karaoke song? Should have been a cowboy. That was exactly what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> I love All right, Toby finish this. Um, but if you have a skill set that you know you're good at, and you know, and it. then you you push in that direction, I mean, then. Do you wait. have siblings? No. Wow. Yeah. And what kind of like mom and dad situation did you have? I'm the best. Both, I mean, yes, my mother still to this day, like she calls me so many times a day. I'm like, mom, we've already talked three times today. I love you, but. There's nothing left to say today. Let's right. <laughs> let's right. shut this down. But um, my mother was always more the like doting, and you know everything I did was perfect. Which she was the cheerleader. Yes. Okay. Dad. Dad was the opposite, and still is. Like he will not so tell do you, me what I. You know what's hear. super interesting, and I have this. Do you think the polar opposites of how they did it in that pulling? You were able to develop the strength, make the diamonds from that pressure. Yeah, I think so because because you learned both behaviors. Yeah, and if you have just one, I think it could push you in, in a certain direction. But if you have both, I it think that's thoughts you. on that. I had that. My mom was was definitely a cheerleader. Always had the back of of her babies, and then my dad was on the other side. Like, no, hell no, make him do this right. Uh-huh. He's got to do it right. And I think it it carved me a perfect path to be who I am now. What about for you? Um, they were both pretty hard on me. 
Yeah, I was not. I, I was really not a good kid, though. Like, <laughs> I was not a good kid. Like you were a straight dick. Yeah, I mean, looking back, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Why? I wouldn't want to deal with me. Why? I yeah, what was going through? Well, yes, you do. Let's get into psycho class here. Like, um, like, like what was why? happening? Like, you were mad at the world, or um, you thought it was funny? I thought it was. I thought I was very funny. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was very funny. And uh, and, and, I, and your, I hated your, school. Yeah, and, I mean, and fucking. That was, that, yeah. Well, no, I know you. Like, I was always uh, in trouble um, in school. And what? And what? You. You thought you were funny, and you found one or two other fucking dick faces, and yeah. you guys created a crew. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. There was right. like, there was like. Three I told of us, you, so. I'd figure it out in one second. It's just fucking textbook. We, we were real smart. A lot of, lot of talking back. Yep. In class at yep. home. Yep. To everyone. And, and where are those homies now? Um. I don't hang out with them. Come on. <laughs> uh, I don't. I haven't seen him in a long time. Will they show up I, to the Michigan race though and have like a sign like "Yo, fuck face"? Oh yeah. <laughs> like Some you know, like, yeah. yeah. I I still talk to him sometimes. We, we I, keep get, in touch. I get it. Yeah. I, have the, I have the same thing going. On. Okay, so w- w- uh, back to social. Yeah. Uh, I mean, social, what do you, what do you social love? media? I love it because you can connect with so many different types of people, um, whether it's in your industry or otherwise. I mean, I just started getting more into fitness. Um, I just got my personal training certification a few weeks ago. Um, it's another area that I want to pursue and has hopefully... It, has it run through your mind to wrestle? Like being around it. Are you, you know, you come in, I heard your background, yeah. right? You're a sportscaster, you're, right? Like, you know, at one point you're thinking Cole Ross, even what McMahon, Jesse the Body Ventori used to be very, very, very good at the announcer game. Um, you come in thinking about those things, you know, and who else knows what you were thinking? Like Sports Center or yep. like whatever you're thinking. But being in the culture of it, because you guys fucking work hard. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are on the road a lot. Has it crossed your mind to wrestle? I mean, I'd be lying if it say that it didn't. I knew it. However. I always feel like, me. this is back to the linebacker thing. The thing about wrestling that's interesting, back to a Rey Mysterio Jr. or others, is, like, you may not have the size, but you could find a, like, figure your way. Like, Mike from fucking real world. Like, the Miz, oh, right? Yeah. Like, 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 it just feels achievable-ish-ish. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. I think so it's not delusional. Oh, it's very no. delusional. <laughs> but, I was just but, wondering. But no, to your point, it's a great jump in. I think I think the easiest way to get delusional is to be suffocated in the culture mm. of. If you're there, everything you just like, you know, you start, you know, you're just in the bubble, right? Yeah. And like, looks easy. I think NASCAR makes me laugh because I know dudes like, unlike football or other things, it's driving. We do it. Yeah. And so like for a lot of people, they don't play that sport anymore. They only did it a long time ago, but they're still driving in there. I'm right. sure all these idiots think that they can do it. Well, yeah. plus, I mean, anybody can pick up a set of golf clubs and know they're not Tiger Woods, right? Yeah. You but can't just some, go hop in a I car I think the and worst version of it in culture right now, to be very honest, is actually my game, entrepreneurship. Yeah. I mean, every single Instagram photo is entrepreneur because yeah. they fucking came up with a brand name for t-shirts and made 15 t-shirts <laughs> and think they're fucking, you know, gonna build a trillion dollar empire. I mean, the entrepreneur delusion is really tough because unlike NASCAR or being on TV or other sports, nobody really knows what's happening. Mm -hmm. All those things are front facing. With entrepreneurship, you're like, yeah, I'm working on my thing, so you can't keep score. You Mm -hmm. don't see it until the end, which is why it's super dangerous. Mm -hmm. So anyway, sorry, we keep keep running around. So you love that you can connect. Yeah, it's great. The fitness thing. It's great to connect uh, because not being in that world, you know, like it's not like I've worked my way up in that world where I've yes. met people along the way. It's like now I'm just able to like find people and connect with them instantly, which is really cool. Um, so I love that. I love being able to build my platform and get exposure and being able to like build my brand in the different sectors that I'm interested in. Um, so 
I really enjoy social media for those reasons. And I know what that What don't you like? I don't like the fact that everyone is getting very... I'm just, everyone's getting stupider. I mean, <laughs> communication is suffering so much where like you'll be in a room with all your friends and you're all on your phones and I'll like notice and I'll be like, well, let me, oh, well. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's talk about this because I have a very, very unique point of view on this. As someone who's older than you three, let me tell you what friends did in 1999 when they were all in a room. We watched fucking TV. Like friends aren't supposed to be talking to each other every fucking second of every minute and like that's what friends do. Like we, when we're together, a lot of times we're not talking every second. So all of us breaking into our phone and doing that is what we used to do when we collectively watched a show. And yes, to your point, maybe when we're watching that wrestling match, we could be like, oh, that's funny, ha ha, and have that collective. But I, I, I do think that we're over-scrutinizing our behavior in this because the reality is, is we always did, like people are like, oh, everyone's painting a picture of their best selves and a PR of themselves on social. True, let me tell you how that used to work. You'd go outside and you'd talk to your neighbor and they'd be like, how are things going? Oh, phenomenal, Ricky's gonna be fucking in NASCAR and Susan's gonna be on TV and like everything's great. Meanwhile, like fucking dad's an alcoholic and everyone's like, like we always front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that social media is doing is exposing on digital what we always were and do. Thoughts, Charlie? I think that you're correct in in a sense that yes, like we're all sitting in a room and we're watching TV fine, but people are on their phones when they're walking down the street. People are on their phones. What did you want them to do? Look at a fucking tree? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, but like, you, like, like, you miss everything that goes by though. It's like, what? oh, did you see that? No, I'm sorry. I was staring at an Instagram picture that I've already looked at six Help times. Help me. See what? The squirrel <laughs> ate a fucking like. Yes! But, but I'd rather see fucking world stars premiere a fucking, the new fucking, like, Euro got it fucking video. Like this, let me tell you what you're doing that I believe is the most interesting human condition. We put the past on a pedestal and we fear monger the current and future. It's just what we do. For example, this you will remember. Remember how outrageous what Miley Cyrus did on the fucking MTV Music Awards (laughs) only seven, eight summers ago? It was so outrageous. That's like a lame Instagram post today. Everything gets elevated, right? A hundred percent. Every like we are funny as a people. Like like listen, I understand your point. I genuinely think what's in my phone is more interesting than the fucking cloud shaped like a fucking unicorn. Fair. <laughs> and I think that we're like all like I think we're demonizing it. Here's the good news. You could do whatever the fuck you want. You want to put your phone in your fucking little jean jacket here and look at the I fucking and, right? and, 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 and look at oh look what just happened a car drove by knock yourself out but I think we're putting things of the past on a pedestal and my point is humans will pick what they want humans do what they want to do so when I go out and see a couple having dinner and they're not both on the phone that tells me that's not a good relationship. Not, oh, I hate technology because I'm old enough remembering going out to dinner and did think it was interesting that I could sit next to a couple and they wouldn't say a fucking word to each other the whole dinner. Yeah. And, you know, and I didn't even understand that because I'm a big talker, my family, it's very loving. Like, now I'm like, oh shit. And so to me, weirdly, when I see people on the phone, I'm like, oh, thank God we have phones now where people can do what they actually want to do. But do you ever find yourself picking up your phone and going onto Instagram, let's say, and just scrolling and like it's mindless, like you don't even realize you're on it, then you're like, like Wait, watching TV or going through fucking. I've already seen all this and I don't even you, know why I'm on it. Do you know how many fucking times you went through Vogue at 13 <laughs> that you saw 900 <laughs> times? Yeah. Thank you. Like we haven't changed. 
you going through your Instagram feed, you literally went through fucking 17 magazine like 900 times and that, guess what? That was the same shit. Good news, Instagram's not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, so, I don't know. What do you guys think about this conversation? Are you fear-mongering technology? You're clearly not, but. Or you think I'm on the edge or what? I don't know, I'm I'm excited to hear your uh, truth. I'd probably have a flip phone if I could. Yeah. Right, you you I'm love kinda, this like I'm fucking outdoors, fuck new technology. <laughs> like you're into that. I gotta keep that. Like old I'd school, rather go school. to a lake and fucking shoot a deer, like yeah. like that, right? I do like. That I respect that. I'm, I, I, that's where you've taken yeah. it as an ideology. Yeah. A bit. What what do if anything do you like about modern technology? Netflix, um, phones. It's convenient. Yeah, I mean the convenience. Right. Right. Directions anywhere. I mean, you can go online, look anything up. Right. You know, real I, I, quick, I, I apologize so to cut you off. Real quick, because by the way, they love they love who's watching when I cut people off. Now, literally, <laughs> I should never have guests on any kind of show. It's the only time my audience is like, "You're such a fucking dick." Like, just let somebody say something. But I want to say a story because I got to get it off. When I was a kid, on like you three fuckfaces, when you wanted to meet your friend after school, it was like this kind wow. of shit. Yo, all right, so 4.30 at the fucking mall fountain and crazy shit would happen. Like, you know, a car accident would happen somewhere and the person would be late and you'd be like, well, I guess Josh is not gonna come. And you just leave and the Rolled next out. day at school be like, yo, where were you? Like, this actually happened in the 90s. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So you like what direction. You were saying, it's oh, kind of cool that I have a phone now yeah, so I can use Waze and yeah. get to the fucking place. Yeah, I mean, the convenience is great. Yeah, you know, I don't like it's taken out, uh, you know, you can look up any answer quickly. I don't you, know if I necessarily like that all the time. Interesting. That's, yeah. I can see where you're going. Go you know with what that. I mean by that? Like, I, I do. Everybody's smart. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it kind of takes away some general knowledge things. Like everybody's. Yeah, but then they were putting general knowledge on a pedestal, and actually, in essence, it was a commodity. Yeah. So you're uh-huh. going to the place I'm very passionate about with school, which is like, I do not want to send my kids to school to memorize shit. Right. When the fucking answer's on the phone. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? I was see. I was right on the tip of that when I was in school. Like, you could. You could kind of look stuff up right away. I yeah. mean, but I didn't have a phone, like we didn't have smartphones yet. Right, of course. That, that part of school, but. Uh, so what do you use, if anything, now? Nothing? Social media wise? Yeah. I go on them all. I yep. check them. I For just, like personal use, like looking at chicks and stuff? Yeah. Of course, I mean, There's I understand. There's the other problem yeah. with social media. Relationships yeah. are never gonna be the same because guys are always like, ooh, look at this hot girl, I'm gonna DM her. Well, good news, that's what guys always did oh. yeah. past Yeah, but now these hot babes are at their fingertips and so like, they're like, eh, you're all right, but you're sitting next to the I couch like on some sweats, no this? makeup. They're like, ooh, Ready? look at this girl with her tits out. Yeah, but girls do that too. Mm, I don't think they do it like guys do. Right, they're like, look, that guy looks super like well off and doing his fucking thing. (laughs) Look at this guy with the plane. I don't know if you know, but it goes both ways. (laughs) You're all in. Yeah, I'm all in. I have one like small doubt of it and that's like small, I have a, obviously having a child. Of course. Kids being on phones early. Like I think there's a certain level of learning how to have a conversation, look somebody in the eye that gets lost with Throwing an iPad. But let's 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 talk about this. You know that your grandfather has things like that that you laughed out of the building. Like to me, what's super interesting is, and I mean this. This is really smart talk, not like me trying to be funny. Why does looking somebody in the eye when you have a conversation? Why does that need to be on a pedestal? Because I'll tell you, as a historian of communication, people shit on the telephone because the proper way to do it was to write a proper letter. Mm Like, Mm -hmm. I think what's, again, this is a theme and I'm gonna bring it up again. It's fascinating that we put things in the past on pedestals and we looked, I think it's incredible. Like, I'll be very honest, I'm very different than that. Mm -hmm. I have two young children. I want my kids on screens 24 seven. I'm not kidding, let me tell you why. What world do you think they're gonna live in? That world. 
A hundred percent. You know, and like just like watching film or getting in at 13 or 15, like the reality is like, Here's what it is, when you, especially when you have that nice little girl when she's yeah. one, you go right into protection mode and you start getting worried. Remember MySpace was gonna get everybody kidnapped at the mall? Yeah. Like, like you, everybody goes to the Christ negative list. instead of the positive. Let me give you a positive that nobody talks about. There are millions of children right now, young adults, who got into a high school or a junior high where it didn't click, something happened. The normal shit that we all grew up with, right? Like the wrong person picked on you. You liked somebody, they broke up with you in a weird way and something happened and your brand, aka your reputation, got affected. And in the past, you had nowhere to go. The fact that that kid could go home right now, put on Twitch and hang out with his or her homies, right, across the world is so powerful. Yet we think social media is bullying kids. No, no, kids are not being taught to lose and so they don't know how to deal with adversity so by the time you get to 14 when everybody just defaults into being a dick for fucking survival and we were all there, you know, they're like, oh shit, I don't know how to handle this. Not, it's bullying. Social media has so much good to it of people find, if you're a theater nerd, but you're not, you're in the deep NASCAR or NFL or whatever, if you're, you know, but you can find your whole tribe on Instagram it's very powerful, but we default into the negative versus the positive. Like looking somebody in the eye, like, yeah. help me here. Yeah. Like, you know, I get yeah. it. I, I, saying that you want your kids to respect people, that's different. As well, a matter of fact, again, I think, obviously we have a lot of issues in the air in our society right now, but I think the best way for people to respect people is to get to know about them. And I think that exposure that the internet does allows them the potential to respect it also allows them, if they're misparented, to hate. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just think our kids are gonna live in a massive technology world where they're gonna be interacting with robots and I promise you, every person listening and everybody thinking here right now, this iPhone and all the technology is gonna seem lame as fuck in 15 years because the same way that everybody who's listening that grew up with a pager, which was fucking crazy, <laughs> and you were a narc if you had one, or a drug dealer, like, you know, and you know, that is a piece of shit now, right? Yeah. And so, I don't know, I just don't think you can stop technology and I think I'm trying to have this conversation because I think that you know, even at the young age that you guys are at, there's this quick trigger to look at the negative of it and I just definitely believe that life is about perspective, delusion versus determination. I do think that we need to take a step back and realize how much good is being done because of this because the world has never been better when you look at the macro stats of poverty and everything, health, everything, and all of it's on the back of technology. So you would you would think it's not weird if somebody didn't look you. So I'm I'm stuck on this one. Looking someone in the eye, you wouldn't think it's weird if you talk to somebody and they're talking like this. Like if I. But that's not what like people do. The, what people act. Nobody without a phone in their hand looks. First of all, that's actually true. Some people do not look you in the eye because they're shy, without a phone. I, but I'm not super affected by that. Nor would I be affected if I was talking to somebody right now and they were texting while I was talking. Really? Because I've done it as well, and I don't want to be a hypocrite. Yeah. And I and I also don't, like I think people have ego. Way too much yeah. ego, like who the fuck are you that like somebody can't disrespect you? Like fuck you, yeah. you about, know what I mean? What about a firm handshake? Like if somebody gives I, you a. I like okay. a firm handshake, right? Yeah. Cause I think it's I mean it's fun. kinda along the same lines. Yeah listen, right? but I'll go with, but, I've, but I can think of two guys right now who have one of the, like two very firm handshakes mm-hmm. and they're fucking soft and fucking losers. Yeah. 
So like to me, it's like, what is like, okay, so where are we going with this firm handshake? Like, because like, both those guys are fucking soft, they suck, it they're actually dicks. The I have no respect for them whatsoever. A their fucking handshake. handshakes are fucking legit. Yeah. And their fucking jawline, tremendous. Well, they got that right, you know? don't they? So no, listen, here's what I would say. I don't want to shit on tried and true and tradition. I come from an Eastern European background. I've got a lot of things, but I care about the essence of what they meant you want to not look me in the eye and not have a firm handshake, but be a respectful, awesome human being, I fuck with you. You see where I'm going? I think we've transferred that those things we're actually trying to say into these little things, and then we hold the things on the pedestal. I agree. Where the intent, you know, listen, I, I really don't want to go there, but I'm gonna go there. It's why I'm fascinated by the kneeling on the national anthem thing. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by how a conversation can change from what it is. Yeah. And so that's how I think about things. What's the point of looking somebody in the eye? Oh, respect. oh, grandpa, you want respect? I'm with you. Yeah. Respect matters. But the amount of people that look you in the eye and firm handshake and steal money in the back, cheat on their girl in the back, do all this stuff. So what are we talking about here? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I, it's really interesting. I just landed from London 40 seconds ago. Uh, <laughs> I watched, back. yeah, I'm like I'm fucking, I'm fucking super wired up of like <laughs> nine hour flight, I'm nine hours ahead, I'm like five or six hours ahead. Um, I watched the, uh, there was no Wi-Fi, which is the weirdest. Oh, when, I, when there's no weird Wi-Fi, my whole world <laughs> goes bonkers. So, A, thank God I caught up on all my work, because I use my inbox as my work. And then I'm like, fuck, I have time. So I'm like, oh, all right. So I'm like, maybe I'll watch a movie, which is very rare for me to ever be off. So I watched the Paterno HBO movie, the Joe Paterno, Joe Pa, right? Respect, tradition, 61 years, 45 coach. And it, you know, I was watching, I was like, this is super powerful. The religion of college football, people reacted to over the well-being of 10-year-old boys being raped by a man. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny? I get it, because I don't want to yeah. be a hypocrite, because guess what? When it comes to New York Jets, I'm not a rational Who's person. Who's your favorite New York Jet of all time? Altoon. Really? I don't know if you know who that is, he's old. Yeah. Um, but he's my favorite, I have an Altoon card up there, it's right up there behind Randy yeah. the Macho Man Savage, who is my favorite wrestler of all time. Why not Broadway Joe, man? Mainly because I didn't see him play. Yeah. I love the legend of Broadway Joe, I love that he was the coolest fucking dude of all time and yeah. all that stuff, but uh, mainly on the back of that I just didn't see him play, that right? You're just so much more affected by what you see play. Let's do a little cross-pollination. Did you, you know, Indianapolis racing, yeah. was it more Formula One culture or and that, and that whole sport or did you care about NASCAR or did you care about nothing? I mean, IndyCar was was the big dog in Indianapolis. Yes. Um, but we, I covered I covered the Brickyard a few times. Like, were you a Danica fan? Um, yeah, of course. That must yeah, have been huge, right? she's like a pioneer. Right? I mean, oh, she's, a, she's a chick. Your she's age, killing yeah, it. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, I love Danica and I love what she's, you know, Stood continuing yeah. now and just like turning her career into like such a, you know, much more so that's your world. thing. Um, I mean, that was your world. I'm gonna ask them about their wrestling fandom or uh, not. I mean, they're that not. That was of. my world, but I mean, I'm NFL's. You're my a Colts fan. Sport. Yeah, Colts okay. fan. We'll talk about that in well, a yeah. second because <laughs> there's two very hardcore Jets Colts playoff games in the last decade <laughs> that I want to talk to you about. Three actually, uh, in the last two decades, wrestling. Um, I was into it big, I think mid nineties when I was probably eight to 12 years old. Same era, that whole stone cold or were you yeah. more WCW? Uh, WCW. Right. Like Cause you're the South. Yeah. yeah. And, um, like staying and all those guys. Yeah. Was, that was, yeah, you were that more was that. My, and that was kind of like, I was the boy. age where my parents were like, you probably don't need to watch too much of this. And then it was like, okay, whatever, watch it. And yeah. I was all in for a while. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Um, I love Sting. Sting. Yeah, He's a fucking rafters. legend. Of course. Yeah. Huge. Insane. 
Nothing. Not, not a big no. Never. Never, was, no. never, never got you. It, no. All right. So we're gonna go to a Lions Jets game, and I'm gonna take you to <laughs> summer. Yes. I'm gonna take you to I, SummerSlam. Yes. No, no, you're in season during <laughs> SummerSlam. I uh, Survivors. Oh, do you guys still do? It's what, in what's, LA. What's, yeah. what's is that still Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, late November. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was never big into wrestling or, or boxing or anything like that. No, I did. I went to the Mayweather McGregor fight. Not wrestling, obviously. That, that, that was just was, like that was, pretty that awesome. was a cultural event. Yeah, you were into that. Yeah, it was sweet. It was awesome. Yeah. The atmosphere was great. Just yeah. being Ronda in Vegas. Rousey's with us now, so maybe. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I I saw. I didn't see the event. That was WrestleMania where she popped out first. Yeah. She got really good reviews. Yeah. No, she's great. She's actually like one of the most humble, down to earth people that I've come across. I mean, she's. You would never guess that she was just inducted the, into the UFC Hall of Fame because she's super cool. She's just super down to earth. Not. She, like, she's trying to build her respect in the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Randy Savage over over uh, Ric Flair. I mean, I don't know a lot of. Wrestlers. I loved Ric Flair. I was more of I'm a Northeast kid, so I was more WWF than okay. kind of the NWA, WCW, the stuff that was going down south. But I watched both a lot. Mm-hmm. I used to love when one would switch leagues and just have a new character and a whole thing. That was always like fun. And this was pre-internet, so you didn't know it was coming. Now you know everything. Yeah. Back then, you just wake up Saturday and be like. Oh fuck! Billy Jack Hayes is now here. Like it would yeah. be like so crazy. Yeah, uh, an old school one for you. Thank you so yeah. much. That's awesome. Thank oh, you. Boy. This guy when he first came. So like for example, let's talk about the Ultimate Warrior. I used to watch ESPN Houston like like Texas wrestling where he was the Dingo Warrior down in Texas <laughs> no against warrior. the Va- Von Ericks. Yeah. So when he came to the WWF, like I could make that connection. That was like I was really really interested. I'm still like. Like when the Hall of Fame event was here, like I'm still like, I'm so busy I consume no content. Like even the joke I made about watching a movie, so I'm a little bit behind it. But a lot of the WWE guys are starting to DM me on Instagram, like and like it's super fun. And like I'm trying to like figure out how to hack my time to watch a little bit more because I want to get back into it because a lot of them are giving me love, which makes it fun. Which ones? Sheamus has hit me up. Ooh. Wyatt has hit me okay. up. Um, like so, like it's coming. Yeah. And it's like super fun. Um. Ray Mysterio, like it's super fun. Yeah, you a hockey fan? I grew up a huge Rangers fan. So like literally the reason we're in my office right now and when I was when we built this office, there's really two like, corners wow. and the other one is a much better view. Like it's of the Hudson, you can see the fucking Statue of Liberty. I, I look at Jersey, I'm such a proud Jersey boy, but the Knicks and Rangers like like the gar- like the garden is that's where I want the 94 Rangers won me my first championship when I was uh 18 and I like watched all four sports which means like since I was six so it's like 48 seasons of losing Jets, Knicks, Rangers, Yankees because the Yankees weren't good when I was a kid. Um, So I was a huge hockey fan. Yeah, I love hockey. Yeah, that's that territory, right? Are you big? Yeah, I want to. That's that's real religion. Oh, Red Wings are serious. Huge, huge. They're they're great games, they're fun to go to. What can I answer for you guys real quick and then we'll bounce out of here. Anything I can answer for you? Um, For me, uh, just me planning, like, I don't know, I'm looking in the future always of, post, as a driver. Post-driving? Yeah, post-driving. Okay, go ahead. Um, like, 35, 40, 45, that, yeah, those years? Yeah, 45. Okay. You know, if I could make yep. it to 45, it'd be an awesome yep. career. And, uh, but I don't want to stop there. I want to keep the path going, like the things that I need to do to when I hang the hang- helmet up at 45, the next day I'm stepping into So I think next. I think one thing that social really works out for all three of you that I would tell you, that it's the answer for all three of you, become religious about the audience. I think the thing that you know Vince and the, the whole crew there has done, and if you think about when NASCAR does well or doesn't do well, or other sports do well or do, don't do well, when I think about my career or the things we do at this company for marketing, 
I don't think people care about the audience enough at times. They get caught. It's not that they're bad, it's that they get into their own dynamics. They go inside, they don't become consumer centric. I think if you keep reading those comments, keep engaging with it, keep putting out content, you'll be unbelievably stunned on how easy the answers will come of what to do because it's been said to you in the trenches. Got it? What do you got, Sean? I admire you because your network is so huge and I feel like everybody is, you know, oh, I've I've exchanged, you know, a DM with Gary before. Oh, I've, you know, seen him here. And it's like everybody knows you and has had maybe some type of interaction with you, although it may be small, but you just seem to be able to create such a network and keep it. Whereas I feel like I could meet someone who I'm like, oh my God, I met this this girl yesterday. She was awesome. I want to grab dinner with her and a week later. I'm like, oops, I forgot. About, you, know, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> so like who was that blonde? And it's like, I don't even have that many people in my life, but yeah. you have millions of, and you just managed to curate these relationships with them and, and keep them going and building them. And I just, it's almost overwhelming to me. Look, I think, I think much like anything else, like every one of us does something that is overwhelming to each other. For me, people have always come natural. I, I you know, it's really funny if you think about earlier 10 minutes ago what I was talking about with people interaction, it's crazy because my love in life is other people. Mm. And so it's probably why I got to like, oh it's the respect isn't the eye or the shake, it's the truth, yeah. you know? Look, my truth is like I really like people. People, I, and, and it starts with like closest to the sun. Like I would die for my family and then out from that, you know I think my employees that are in here will tell you like there's just a different level of how I manage it because I just like them more. Like I don't even know what else to really, it's not super complicated. I want to be admired and liked. I like admire them. Uh, I give respect right off the bat. You have to lose it. It's not like you gotta earn it. It's that lack of ego that I think, you know I have so much confidence that I, and bravado and a personality that pours one way but I think in my actions I, I really, the thing I'm proud of is the ability to have humility because I never think I've done, I always, honestly, I think everything I've done yesterday back means nothing. It's very weird. It really works for me. Like I just, I get it, but like I don't, I don't, I'm the reverse. I don't romanticize the back. You know, like it's probably why I push against this, rom- I'm even like psychoanalyzing myself right now. I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, that makes sense. Um, I think people, are the 100% ROI of life. Like starting with like the people that are that come to your funeral, like and think about it, start with the end. Like who'd you compel enough that you, like do you know I think going to a funeral is the most fascinating thing in society? Because I'm surprised the funerals I was willing to not go to. This is, I'm being very real with everybody. I've cycle, like I'm fascinated by some of the people I did business with in the liquor business over the last 20 years. I was very young, I was a kid and like kind of like, you know, generational family business. I think it's very interesting in a world where we're all selfish and doing our thing, who's brought you so much value that you will just stop? Obviously your family members, yeah. but then what? Like, right? It's just super interesting and I've basically been living my life for a pretty long time now on can I be so great that everybody stops and comes to my funeral? (laughs) And you know, it's funny, I've always been like, for a long time I never talked about it, then I talked about it, I'm like is that douchey, like what is that? And now I kind of like, I'm super happy I'm like that. It means that like I wanna do the right thing and like for the right reasons, not the makeup of what respect and admiration and kindness is but the actual truth behind it. Um, so yeah, I value, and I'm also grateful. I, I'm, you know, you know, unlike actually listening to all three of you, you know, because of what you wanted to do, there was always a thought, if you guys became big time drivers, if you got on television, you knew that you would have some level of fame and 
could, whether you dreamed about it, you know, for TV, you dreamed about it. For you, you could have, it could have been a little bit different, but you just knew you'd be known. For me, I always wanted to be a businessman. Mm-hmm. And that didn't mean that anybody would ever know you. So for me, all this attention came when I was not looking for it, and I was well into my late 30s when it became like, oh, this is gonna get, like, like I think I'm gonna be the next Oprah in like white dude form, you know? And so like, I, you know, and so I, uh, there's a level of gratitude that makes me, like the fact that people wanna know who I am seems weird and amazing and all of that. What do you got, bro? Uh, I think for me, um, kind of probably a basic question for you. Cool, basic's good. you know, we have so many sponsors and so many yes. people we're trying to make happy and that's, that's right. right. Makes that's our right. around. How do we how do we support them and show them on social media without looking cheese, you know? I mean it, what you, they you're, want you're and at, what I want to post. Your basic great. question is actually the question. Yeah. So right. good job. I think it's communication. I think first of all, right now you're young and like the leverage you have is different than let's say a, a top five racer ten, fifteen years in with championships. But it will always be communication. I think, whether it's your makeup at this young of an age or when you have the leverage, the right answer is, hey, you're my sponsor. You want me to do good for you. I don't wanna do what you want me to do on social, which then means it's gonna feel inauthentic, which then means it's dead. If I had never worn a pair of K-Swiss when I was a kid, I would've never done the collaboration. Thank God, I mean I mean this, this is not a joke because I would've wanted to. Thank God I had one and I'm trying to think, I always, I've still been battling with my head. I try to like find Andy, Andy Greco if you're watching this. Sixth grade when you wore those weird red sneakers with <laughs> leafs on them and I made fun of you and I apologize for that. Well, did I have K-Swiss or was that Adidas? I need your help on that because I can't remember but I definitely remember the one K-Swiss tennis sneakers I had. I think authenticity matters. Yeah. Now, you don't have say the way I do, and so you've got a sponsor too that maybe isn't your favorite power drink or you know what have you. That's what you. What I think it is is authenticity. You know, one, I think you need to be posting what you want to be posting. Obviously, you need to be able to deal with the ramifications. Like if you say things that are not going to fly, <laughs> like you'll have to deal with that. But I do think when you're obligated to do like a post, like I would like ready. Macho Man's my favorite wrestler. If I had to post this. Yeah. I would do some sort of post that'd be like, like a weird face and in my copy I'd be like, here's my ultimate warrior story. Number one, when he beat Macho Man, I fucking hated him for it, right? <laughs> Number two, when he came, I loved him as the dingo warrior at his battles with Rick Rude in the Texas League that later went to the, like, I would tell the truth. Right. Like, and so, that's, <clears throat> the, you know, there, I mean there's people in sports that are, that are being represented or have sponsorship deals with a product that they, you know, for example, we work with Pepsi, mm-hmm. and I told Pepsi and say it loud right now. They're currently a multi-million dollar prop client. I grew up drinking Coke. Right. You know, like, like I just think the truth is always the leverage. Uh, my K Swiss deal, my sneaker deal, mm-hmm. almost died because in the clause I would not sign that I would only wear K Swiss, even though they give me millions of dollars. They make the tubes. K Swiss is that them? What's that? The tubes? The tubes? Yeah, the shoes with the tubes on the bottom. You know what I'm talking about? No, I'm trying to think though. Tubes. I don't think so. What are the tubes? Like the little circles, you know, on the bottom of the shoe. The oh, air, the air? Yeah, I think that's Nike. Ones. You mean that little lip? Yeah. That, that's Nike, right? The yeah. air? No, yeah. no, no. You thinking of something else? All right, we'll look at it after. I, I don't know. If yet, I, he's talking about those circles that like this, right? Yeah, yeah these, right? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. are. You, ha- you have right? those? No, I don't have those. But You, you want some? Yeah, sure. Oh, awesome. <laughs> we, have so, we have a lot of business to do. Survivor Series, fucking case with some tubes. We'll just go home. Guys, thank you so, so, so much for being on the show. Uh, Everybody who's watching, follow these three, support their careers. Uh, Thank you again.
Awesome. What up, podcast people? Obviously, you listen to shit, so I know a ton of you are not familiar with my Monday to Monday playlist that I update every Monday with Mike Boyd on my Spotify. Go check it out. What is my Spotify? Spotify slash Gary V? Yeah, Gary VE, right? You'll see it. It's called Monday to Monday. Search your Spotify and Apple. Uh, Apple and Spotify playlists. Uh, Monday to Monday. Oop, this is me. I gotta go. See you. Bye.